morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. The date is January 6th. We're in a new year and something that we want to be better about this year is really connecting with the community that listens to 7.31 a.m. And the best way to do that is through our 1.37 p.m. Discord. So if you're not in the Discord yet, go to our Twitter, 1.37 p.m., Um, and click on the Discord link in our bio. And then once you're in the Discord, you can see all the team on the right-hand side. I'm Charlie K. Elton, what's your Discord username? Mine is ERJ5388, and my profile pick is Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. You can't miss it. (laughs) Okay, sick. But so we just want to do a better job of listening to community and and speaking to people and hearing what they want to hear more of on the podcast, less of. um, And we do it for for the community. So we're going to be in the Discord more. I want to talk to people more about what's going on. So if you're a listener and you're not in the Discord, I would definitely recommend hopping in there. It's the best way to get to connect with the hosts. Um, With that, we've got a lot to talk about today, so I want to dive right in. Elton, what is going on in the gaming world? Gaming. Yes, so CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is going on as we speak, and Sony had a big announcement during its big keynote speech. So, its new virtual reality headset is called the PSVR2. It will be compatible with the PlayStation 5 and come with VR2 Sense Controllers. The big features, the bullet points are here. 4K HDR visuals, a built-in motor that delivers vibrations for more player immersion, and the ability to track the player's eyes. The first major game announced for PSVR 2 is Horizon Call of the Mountain. You know, Guerrilla Games, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn. This is going to be a major cue for the PSVR 2 when it comes out at launch. Hopefully, it's this mind-blowing AAA experience that just defines PSVR 2. We don't know what it looks like yet or when it's going to come out, so stay tuned for more updates. Hopefully, during the spring or the summertime, we get like more solid details and maybe it drops during the fall. Who knows? And, you know, if you're excited about the new PlayStation VR 2 headset, you know, let us know, man. I'm hyper VR. I get motion sickness. I'm not going to lie, but I might give this one a try if my, my stomach can hold out. So hopefully, PSVR 2 is pretty cool when it comes out. Also in the gaming space, Ubisoft, its first major game release of 2022 is Rainbow Six Extraction. And guess what? It's coming to Xbox Game Pass on the same day it drops. So if you don't know, Rainbow Six Extraction is a spinoff of Rainbow Six Siege. This game in particular is a three-player tactical co-op first-person shooter where players team up and try to take out these parasitic-like aliens that have invaded Earth. Also, Ubisoft Plus, which is the gaming publisher's subscription service, it's coming to Xbox in the future. So this service comes with more than 100 games made by the publisher's in-house studios. You got IPs like Rayman, you got uh, Assassin's Creed, and j- just just all of Ubisoft's major games are going to be on that service, you know, compatible with your Xbox One, Xbox Series. Keep in mind, Ubisoft Plus will not be a part of Xbox Game Pass. So this isn't going to be like you have Game Pass and you have EA Play right inside of that subscription service. It's going to be totally separate. I might give it a passing glance and try it out. So we'll see how it turns out when it comes to Xbox Game Pass on day one. So, Charlie, Decentraland, what's going on in the NFT realm? NFTs. Yeah, so if you've been following NFTs, you might be familiar with Decentraland, which is one of the biggest metaverses. People set up studios to show their art. Uh, There's a lot of wearables you can wear in Decentraland as well. And yesterday they made sort of a change to their model by opening up royalties for creators on the secondary market as well. So up until yesterday, how it worked is when you created a Decentraland compatible wearable and made the initial sale in the primary market, the person who created it received the entire listing price because they owned it and sold it. Uh, minus a commission of 2.5%, and that commission went to the Decentraland DAO. But then if the item was resold on the secondary market, whoever sold it, which was probably not the creator because it was somebody else who had already bought it, 
uh, they would receive the sale price, again, minus a 2.5% commission, but that commission still went to the Decentraland DAO. And only with sales from yesterday and beyond, it's not retroactive. So with listings starting yesterday, creators will have the opportunity to set a beneficiary address for each item so that all the sales in perpetuity on the secondary market, the 2.5% commission, instead of going to the Decentraland DAO, it now goes to whoever they set it as. But the idea is that you could set it as yourself, as the creator, so that every secondary market sale then goes to the creator. But also if you wanted to set it to some other address, a business or, or a DAO affiliated with yourself or something like that. But this is just a nice big step for Decentraland because it's making it so that creators who were only making royalties off their initial sales now make royalties in perpetuity, which is one of the things that I view as one of the biggest benefits of the NFT space is that um, a lot of systems are set up like this so that creators continue to make commissions off of their work each and every time it's sold instead of just the first time. So this is a nice move from Decentraland. Elton, this Marvel stat is crazy. Tell me about it. Entertainment. I mean, 2021 was a tough year for the movie industry. They slowly started to bounce back from 2020. Earnings were devastated that year by the pandemic, of course, but Marvel came through and saved the day. So, things aren't quite back to normal yet, but one thing is for certain. Marvel movies made a killing in 2021. They accounted for about 30% of North American box office earnings that year. Yeah, so Marvel released five films uh, last year, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Black Widow, and Sony's Venom Let There Be Carnage, which accounted for $1.35 billion in North America. No Way Home is still in theaters right now and crushing the box office. We've been reporting on it a lot, so the number is going to keep getting bigger. And, I mean, 2021, 30%. 2022 is sure to maybe even be another a bigger year for Marvel. They have four movies on the release schedule. Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder. That's the one I'm most excited for because it's another Taika Waititi joint. And he, oh, everything he touches turns to gold. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then also Sony's Morbius, which is uh, Sony's Morbius is the one that's coming soonest, right, Elton? Now it's coming in April, dude. Another delay. Yeah. Oh, they pushed it. Right, right, right. Okay, well, still fun stuff. We'll see. I mean, none of those movies have quite the hype of Spider-Man No Way Home, so it's possible it won't be as big of a box office year, but we'll see. Um, with that, in sports... Sports. One of the biggest sports pieces of news yesterday was that Novak Djokovic is going to miss the Australian Open. So we'll have to wait a bit longer in his attempt to claim a record 21st major championship. The Serbian star was due in Melbourne today for the 2022 Aussie Open, but he was sent home from the airport after his visa was revoked. I mean, that's partially due to the fact that he's not vaccinated against COVID and many Australian fans voiced their displeasure that the tournament was going to allow him to come and compete despite that. And then now he's just, he's one of three really major players who will not be competing. So Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka are also not going to be playing uh, due to other injuries. So just for people, fans of the Open, it's just there are now three of the biggest stars will not be participating. Um, but the tournament starts on January 17th. I feel like when major stars like this don't play, it at least gives an opportunity to see some other up-and-comers have a, a big performance. So sad to miss some of these big stars there, but I think for tennis fans, it'll still be a, a fun Open to watch and get to hopefully watch some younger talent emerge as well. And that is it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms, especially head to Twitter and join our Discord so you can talk to the hosts. We'll be back tomorrow, and as always, remember, stay curious. 